What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Red Blooded Outdoors podcast. Got Cornbread here, your host. Got our co-host over there, Cooney. What's going down? What it is? Not much, man. We got Buck over here, Cooney's oldest brother. What's up, Buck? Not much. What's going on? And live on the phone, we got a special guest here, my nephew, Buck and Cooney's cousin, Mr. Austin Scott, doing the Marine thing. What's going on, buddy? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. How you doing? I'm pretty good. You know, living a life. That's right. We uh we can't really say much about where Austin is. He's got to prove to be on here through all the proper channels, but uh we can't really say much about where he is or what he's doing. But he is approved through the proper channels to be on this podcast, and we're glad to have you on here, brother. Thank you. It's nice to have you. What uh you missing hunting and fishing? Oh yeah, I'm actually bummed out that I'm not home. It's the first turkey season I've missed since I was little, but right, right. Well, ain't nothing I can do about it. Maybe maybe you'll be back around the house for uh next turkey season. How about that? Hopefully, hopefully. Good deal, Cooney. What you been doing this week? School and work, right, just like every other week. Well, we <laughs> we got a turkey hunt in Saturday morning. Yeah, we did. We did. That's pretty good. A, a late hunt come up a cloud, didn't it? Yeah. And Buck was with us. Mm-hmm. And, and uh y'all's nephew little griffith he was with us and uh we couldn't make it happen though we got on a couple of birds they just wouldn't commit would they no they's pressured pressured i tell you one thing that did happen this morning now geez austin's brother check this out austin you listening yeah i'm listening so we went this morning to hunting same place we got on them birds yesterday and uh we heard a bird gobble deep. The wind was bad, and we heard a bird gobble deep. And we tried to figure out where he was. What well, we ended up, we didn't know it. We passed him because he only gobbled one time on the roost. And uh, we got about, oh, probably, probably about 600 yards from where he was originally at. And uh, we heard him gobble, but the wind was still blowing so bad. I couldn't tell where he was. And little G said he was back behind us on the ridge. And where those birds had originally been going with Buck and a buddy of ours been hunting them, uh, I just blew G off and thought they was where Buck and uh, that buddy of ours had been hunting. And uh, we started that way. And G said he heard him again. You know how it is when you're walking and the wind's blowing, you know what I mean? G said he heard him again. And I said, well, where was he, G? He said, he's down there on that road where I said he was at. <laughs> now, now, G's 11 years old, y'all. And uh, I said, oh, no, he, if you heard him, he ain't over there. You know what I mean? So we go on to where me and Buck thought he was at and uh, never did hear him no more. We started back out, and he gobbled. Guess where he was at? On the road? He was over there where G said he was. <laughs> we set up on him and uh he gobbled two more times he come our way but he was a slick shyster he he went up on top of a ridge and he either made us or he seen it wasn't no hen over there. he'd been he'd been hunted all year so he, oh oh gee starting to get pretty good at locating them birds he is well you know that that's the whole thing i take kids i've took y'all since y'all was little and taking g and uh you would think i would learn to recognize when a kid's finally picked up what they supposed to be doing in the woods and it was very clear this morning that g has picked up his hearing yeah and can now be reliable 
on uh when he uh when he says he hears something so he 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 can he can be just like us you know yeah. you, you you can believe what he says he ain't just messed up on his hearing or nothing he's he's done fine tuned it on in there except when we set up now when we set up he was shaking and rattling so much he said i see him i said well where's he at he said look down there where the road curves by that big old hickory tree right there <laughs> and i said gee that's a stump it looks just like a turkey i said no that's a stump bud but now he's done tuned it in and that's my stupid fault for for not uh not believing the boy that's that was me being Having a big old ego. Why well, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm the best yeah. turkey hunter out of this crowd. Boy, you, li- <laughs> you listen to what I got to say, that, boy. Them stumps get us all, though. Oh, yeah. There's been a lot of times we've been walking. We'll walk down the road or on the side of a ridge, and we'll just all stop. That'd be like, do not move. <laughs> well, the, the thing is, they where they burn over, they do them controlled burns, and then the year after or the year of them control burns. I mean, yeah, they, everything's just it's like that, straight black in there. Yeah, it's like them fires form them to yeah. look like a gobbler just standing there <laughs> staring you down. Mm-hmm. But yeah, little OG knew where it was at. If, uh, if I'd have listened to him the first time, we might have might have could have made something happen on that bird. But, yeah. But man, it was windy. I, I get so aggravated hunting in the wind and uh, hunting in the wind sucks. Especially turkey hunting. Yeah, you can't hear. You can't hear that. We couldn't hear where he was this morning, right on the roost. You know, I couldn't pinpoint where he gobbled at, and evidently I couldn't pinpoint where he was gobbling till he got close enough to us for him to hear. Yeah, I couldn't even. I didn't even hear him until he was that that last time he gobbled. He was only like two hundred yards from us. Yeah, I didn't hear him all morning. Well, you know, he got about a hundred from us that last time he yeah. gobbled, but uh, he knew what was up. He knew where to get. To where he could see us and we had never been down in that country before well you and that buddy had yeah. but, but i hadn't i didn't really know where the, the land lays but we'll give him another run this weekend mm-hmm. this time i listen to g i'm just gonna stay shut up <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna post up wherever g says we need to see it then we're gonna go from there so austin yeah when did you go in the marines i can't even remember Last year, sometime or another. Uh, it was last summer, uh, about mid June. About mid June. June twenty first. So you you inching up on a year. Oh yeah, it flew by pretty quick. Yeah, you inching up on a year. So that means you was on Paris Island, right in the middle of the summer, wasn't you? I just gotta say, um, I don't speak for the Marine Corps. That's one thing I gotta say when we're on these these podcasts. I right. Anything I say comes from myself. That's right. But um, yeah, I arrived on Paris Island. I was actually the last group of of recruits that were going through the Citadel. Um, for those of you that don't know, that's a college that's in South Carolina. Um, after us, they went to a hotel, which is I actually think is pretty funny. They went to a hotel in Atlanta, Georgia, in quarantine. Right. So after that, they went to Jacksonville. But I arrived at Paris Island on July seventh, slap in the middle of the summer. Yeah, so you was in quarantine before you went to Paris Island at the Citadel. Two weeks quarantine. Yeah, two weeks quarantine. So July 7th on Paris Island, it probably wasn't hot, was it? Oh, it was It was like, it was averaging about, I'd say anywhere from 97 to 112 a day. Man, man. And, how, how and it's humid too. Combine right. that, Georgia, that Georgia humidity with, with that kind of heat. 
Right, right. Terrible. So how how was it like? How was the training there? Um, I'm not gonna lie. It was it was different than what I expected. I expected it to be a lot hard, not harder, but it, it wasn't hard in the way that I expected it to be hard. You know. Right. Well, um, you- I was getting there. And the funny thing is, after the two weeks of quarantine, I actually had to quarantine two weeks after I got to Paris Island because I actually had COVID and pneumonia at the same time. That's right. I forgot that. You got the COVID, didn't you? Um, yeah, I got it. took my taste away. But. Right. So you you had to quarantine once you got there and started training. Then you had to quarantine again. Oh, yeah. Got yeah. there. About two weeks in, I missed about, for, if there's any Marines listening, they'll know what first phase is. Um, I came back the day before swim while so luckily i didn't get dropped right right well you had did you said it was a little bit easier than what you expected but now you was on some type of training program with other marines before you went in right here at home oh yeah so um when you're coming up if you join like i did coming out of high school um you can sign up at the end of your junior year or the start of your senior year it's called the delayed entry program um and i think they have I'm, I'm, i might be wrong on this so don't quote me i think they have 425 days max before they have to ship you out so i would go there we'd run with them and you know me overthinking stuff i was i'm sure like you know back back home i would run like down the road go through riverwood and all that um but i feel like paris island is just a different a different environment you know like i felt like i over prepared for it and i felt like it hurt me in the long run because when you get to when you get to paris island you know when you think of the marine corps and you think of paris island it's like a culture shock Right. So um, you get there, and then especially with the quarantines, uh, that's just that's a month total in time. I wasn't able to run or anything. So right, right. Those those drill instructors will definitely get you in the shape they want you in. So you ain't right. got to worry about it. Good deal. Good deal. What what you think about running, Tony? <laughs> yeah, I don't hit on much of that. I didn't see you running none when Austin. Oh no, me and Austin right there before he left. Um, <laughs> me and him went on the Silver Comet Trail, put us a good eight mile one in. That's the longest I've run in the. That's probably the longest I've ever run. Right, right. We ran, we we ran a while. I didn't think I'd ever be able to run that much. <laughs> we ran nine and a half miles. Yeah. Not y'all did nine and a half miles. Yeah, that was two. We ran to Rockmart. Yeah. <laughs> right. So where did y'all go from where we parked the trout fish? Where we parked the trout fish all the way to Rockmart or um, Polk County? I, I guess it was Rockmart right there and then back. Right. Okay. Well, y'all didn't know y'all did that. Yeah. We, that's a beautiful trail oh yeah run back home. yeah we we about to start hitting it back up on them trout you know what i'm talking about Ooh, they just stocked it too boy oh, yeah. mm. they yeah. stocked it last week 21st 21st i think i saw it on the dnr app that they stocked it yeah yeah we about to start back hitting that well uh so you on paris island you done quarantined now you back at it again now you said you you felt like you over prepared for it and it hurts you a little bit uh well i mean what do you mean by that physical mentally what uh mentally there's really nothing you can do to prepare for i think mentally it just depends on the way you grow up so you know some people get homesick um i'll get into some stories about the people that were there with us but uh i felt like i you know i was running and doing that all day but it was i got there and it was like a month before i actually got to do anything because of all the covid restrictions and when I left for boot camp, COVID had just happened like three three months prior to that. So you know, all the masks and all that stuff are still a big thing. Right. But right. Um, you don't run for like a month, and then you they just throw you into into that that their kind of physical training. It's just. 
Oh, so you no, mean, you you mean you you was prepared for a certain thing physically? I was prepared. I was prepared for long distance, kind of like okay, y'all want to mess around and not do what we tell you, like run like three miles. I was prepared for that. Right, right. You know, you get into it, you're carrying. You know, they got something called a drill belt there. Um, you carry your canteens and stuff, so you're running around with with water weight on you, and then those camis and those boots after sweating all day, it's just. It's heavier, and then you're getting you're having to run back and forth, and you get agitated with each other. Right, right. Uh, so I would say definitely the first month and month month and a half when you're adjusting, it's it's pretty rough. Right, right. But then you get you get like Marine Corps physical training and regular physical training are not are not the same thing, you know. Yeah. It's just there's no there's no way to describe Paris Island unless you really do it yourself because every every drill structure is different. Right. Now you said you went in straight in from high school, which we know that. What was that process like? What do you mean, like? Did, what do you did, mean? did they come to the high school and you talked to them at the high school, or is this something you went out and talked to a recruiter after you graduated? So, I always wanted to join the Marine Corps. Um, I don't know why. I guess it's I'll get into patriotism later, but uh, it's just something I wanted to do. And a sport, and you know, um. Right before I left, a couple months beforehand, I was like, no, I'm not going to do this. And then uh, some stuff happened, and then I guess that was just the Lord calling me to go to, the, to go join the Marine Corps because I called you that day. I was like, yeah, I'm going to go back into the Marines. And then it's pretty much from there. But the recruiters do come to the schools. They bring a pull-up bar. They do a pull-up bar challenge. Uh, they talk to you. But I knew I wanted to do it. So once I saw the recruiter there, I talked to him and then got with my mom. She took me to the, Marine, the recruiting office, and I think I started working out with the Marines I had to be in the end of my freshman year, probably. Right, right. right. So it's been a long time. Yeah, so you started real early. You started like three years before you, before you actually went in. Oh yeah. Yeah, when you started training. Hmm, man, you've been missing on some good turkey hunting. I know that's right. Some good been, turkey hunting. There's some. I hear some owls outside my room every day, but ain't, ain't no turkeys down here. I don't think. What what kind of owls are they? I don't know. Just they just be waking me up in the morning and makes me <laughs> makes me angry. <laughs> oh yeah, you trying to you trying to wait for that gobble on the backside, ain't you? <laughs> that, they ain't, they, you trying to wait for that shot gobble? What? If I heard if I heard a gobble down here, yeah, we chasing that joker. I heard <laughs> I heard that man. Shoot, yeah. Well, uh, so then you went to Paris Island. You 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 dealing with the mental and the physical aspects of boot camp, right? Yep. What uh what about them sand fleas? So this actually the sand fleas did not bother me until didn't bother any of us until we became Marines. So the first time during graduation practice, you're on the you're on the, the parade deck, um, which for those of you that don't know the parade deck is where all the graduations happen. Um it was actually Paris Island actually used to be an old airfield. And the parade deck where you graduate at was the, is like the last remaining strip, I think, besides Page Field, where uh, after recruits graduate, this could be wrong. My drill instructor told me after they graduated, they used to load them on a plane on a parade deck and ship them off to Vietnam. So um, that's like sacred there. But the sand fleas are really bad on the parade deck, especially during the summertime. You're walking on there, especially if you got our green-on-green PT uniform on. Um, when we went for the moto run, they were just destroying our legs. Right, and right. They fight you. They they bite you, you know. It's right. Then they do not feel good at all. That's right. <laughs> bug spray, bug spray does not work for Paris Island sand fleas or Paris Island mosquitoes. Right. Well, there it does you not go. Work. 
don't, don't work at all. Nope. We went through bottles and bottles of, of, of bug spray. And just Right. There, there's no stopping them. Right. They've adapted. <laughs> yeah, y'all out there trying to uh, boot. Y'all got long sleeve shirts on? What, I mean, what y'all got on? Okay, so um, anyone that looks us up, you can find like the Marine Corps uniform. So our year-round uniform is the, is the woodland camis, you know, the, the, the green, brown, and black. Right. Unless your unless your commander makes you wear deserts, because that's normally like uh twenty nine palms and all that. But in daylight savings time, you'll go sleeves up. Right. And what that is is you'll have to roll your sleeves. Um, if there's any Marines listening, they'll know sometimes that's a pain in the butt. But um, I think it helped personally when the breeze hits. You know, it'll cool you down a little bit. But it it also collects a lot of sweat and a lot of heat on your upper body. Right. So. There's really, but Paris Island's really no, um, there's no give or take, you know, because if you're there in the wintertime, it's like 20 degrees, but if you're there in the summertime, it's like 100 and something. Right. But overall, just training with those camis on, it, it, it was miserable, especially the first month or two, because you're not, you're not used to it. Right, right. So it, it's, it's, it's not fun. It's painful. Whenever they say you can take your blouse off, you're just like, thank the Lord, you know. That bomb. And the I- sunburn there. Like I'm, I'm pretty pasty, so. Right. You, I got sun pores in there one time. Did you really? Oh yeah. From from one day or from multiple days or or what? Well, well, usually I put my sunblock on, but we got rushed outside and we were doing the map. Uh, not really rushed outside, but uh, I just forgot to put it on, and uh, we sat out there for a little bit doing the map, and then I didn't notice it, and then a couple of days later, it just. I went to medical. They gave me some limit for it, and it went away. And then that was actually like two days before I got COVID. So, right, well, good deal, good deal. Well, uh, real quick, everybody, you know these these here are are my favorite hunting buddies. I've got tons of hunting buddies, but these these little boys we're talking to, uh, well, I say little boys. Cooney's seventeen, probably about what. 250 on the hoof, Cooney. <laughs> no, two, 260. 270, 270. Let's be nah. Honest. 260 on the hoof, and Buck's 20. Buck is 20. What are you on the hoof, Buck? 215. 215 on the hoof. Austin, what did you weigh before you went to boot camp? Now, Austin's, have you turned 19 yet? Uh, I turned 19 in June. 19 in June. So you're 18. What what did you weigh before you went to boot camp? Uh, I'd say I probably weighed about one. See, I just got done wrestling. I put on some weight. I'd say I weigh about one sixty-seven, probably. One sixty-seven. What what do you weigh now? Um, I lost about fifteen pounds of boot camp. I left there. I was like one fifty-two, I think. Right. But right, right now, you know, um. When you're sometimes in the Marines, you just get bored and you want to go to the gym a lot. So, I mean, I wouldn't say I'd say I'm probably about around there right now, maybe a right. little less. Oh, okay. Probably 164, 165. Right. right. Well, these uh, like I said, people, these 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 right here are are my hunting buddies. I mean, just day in day out, if I'm a going hunting, one or all of these jokers is done loaded up in the truck, ready to go. And I got to thinking the other day about. Oh, was it last year when we went turkey hunting? And it was me, Austin, and Buck. And Brian's. Uh, yeah, and that, that there was a bird. <laughs> there was a bird that got up there on top of a hill. 
and uh, we knew we could slip up on him and not have to try to call to him much. And we was going to try to let Buck ease up the hill and uh, try to bust him. And me and Austin was behind Buck. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know why I did it, but Buck was easing up the hill and Austin had made a noise. And I turned. I didn't make a noise. I could have swore you made a noise. I don't know why I did it, y'all. But I turned around and just took my left hand and just grabbed Austin's face and just and just held him still. <laughs> and and the look in his eyes when he was looking, he was like, "What in the world are you doing?" I'm just standing here, like just I'm just looking down. I remember exactly what I was doing. I was holding the sling and I was just uh, adjusting the shotgun. And like time went by, I look I look up. Not making a sound. I just look up at Uncle Brian, and then I just see a hand. A hand. <laughs> grab my face mask. And I'm like, what in the world? And you're like, stop moving. And I'm like, I had to put the lock down on you. I had to put the lock down on you, man. We, we was getting close to him. You know what I'm saying? Had, did you have anybody in boot camp grab your face? No. so how long was boot camp how many weeks um normally it's 13 weeks but with my quarantine mine was 15 okay all right and so you're rocking on through boot camp rocking on through boot camp when did when did you uh in your weeks there when you said you you felt you was over prepared or that when did you settle in? How long after you started was you settled in? Okay, this ain't this bad. Missing home ain't this bad. When did you settle in? How long for, How long was you? Um. So in boot camp, you got everything. Uh, everything's divided up. You know, you go by, everything's planned out. Um, I would definitely say the first month, you know, the first two weeks exactly when you get on Paris Island after you pick up by your drill instructors. It's a, it's a culture shock. You know, you're like, why am I doing this? Why am I here? You know, I could be at home. Why is this? I'm a grown man. I'm not going to let this man talk to me like this, you know. Um, and you're you're not scared, but you're kind of scared of what's to come next, you know. Um, I would say I finally settled in around team week, which is week five. And what what is team week? So team week is where you go and you'll um, – Basically, it's like where the real training is about to start. You know, you just pass swim Paul. Um, you go get your, you'll get size for your dress blues. Um, what else they got? Yeah, you'll get size for your dress blues. You'll PT like usual. Um, your service uniforms. You'll send your deserts off to get your name tapes on them. Um, and for those Marines that know that, once you get your name tapes back, when they say you like your last name and the Marines on them. Right. Kind of gives like a family pride, like right. more family pride. You're like, wow, I'm I'm here, you know. Right, right. Um, but yeah, team week is just like team week's the week where it's really starting to get out of our drill starters' hands because like once it's past that, you know, you got grass week, range week, and there's nothing they can do to save you if you um if you mess up or you fail like range week or something. So by that time, you know, our senior drill instructor was was set in. I had an awesome senior drill instructor. Um, at the time, I didn't think so, you know, but. Looking back at it, I had some good drill instructors. Um, so, 
yeah, about about that time they trained you. You know, they they team week basically sets the line for the fundamentals. Like you know what you're supposed to be doing now. You've been here long enough. So right, right. Team week's kind of like not a chill week, but you're starting to learn like what's gonna what's happening. Um, you settled in, so I would say I settled in around team week. Right. Was was there anything that you did here at home that you felt helped prepare you? Um, for being in boot camp, I mean, from shooting guns to, I mean, anything, anything at all. I would all. definitely say gun, guns and, like, the amount of walking we did during turkey season. Um, right. Because you get there and you start doing hikes. Um, they're not bad, but they're not fun either because of the humidity, you know. Right. Um, you can't talk during the hikes, though, because you don't rate it because you're a recruit. But um, I would definitely say the walking we did, I would say, um What's like about? I would say. When was the last time we had a like a, a show enough difficult hike in Wiz Turkey season? Oh, uh, I mean we we hike a lot during deer season too. I mean we, and then when small game comes, we get out there and get out of them pigs. So probably, I mean probably before you left was turkey season. Yeah, I, I would say most. I would say about seventy percent, seventy five percent of the the long hikes we do on blue car body right or every time coon hunting when we would get on them coons running up that hill at the back of brian's yeah that those were harder than, than the hikes right well so but, that's that's the thing about the coon hunting that uh you know turkey hunting we could just stop and say well we've had enough yeah, yeah. and head on back to the truck but when we're coon hunting in that dog's tree I mean, you gotta go get that dog you gotta go get yeah. it yeah and then and then you got to come back so that yeah, I didn't even think about the coon hunting, and that that's a little bit different than turkey hunting because we got the option of taking a trail or a road. Yeah, coon hunting you ain't got that option. Yeah. You, if you can't get on the road, you going you just going yeah. through the woods. Yeah, straight to the dog, and normally straight back. So yeah, I didn't even think about that. So you think maybe the coon hunting? I would say the coon hunting and the turkey hunting. Yeah, um, but there was also an aspect to the Marine Corps hikes that I didn't that we didn't have. Um, coon hunting when you're coon hunting hiking and that adrenaline hits you because you're enjoying it you know it's right. uh it gives you like a second wind when you're in the marine corps at paris island it's like four o'clock in the morning and you're about to hike or you're about to do like a 15k or something which is i think it's like 11 miles could be wrong um you know you're not allowed to talk you know you're not even allowed to look at the drill instructors or you're, you're asking for a bad time but uh mentally you're just you don't want to do it you're not enjoying it um so you don't even know why you're pushing on at that point um so i would definitely say the hikes up hills because paris island's flat it's a swamp um i would definitely say up the hills and stuff helps you definitely hiking so if there's anybody that's listening that does what, that like hunts like we do you just got to get out there and like get after them chobs or something you know it helps you out yeah it says uh i think 15k is a little over nine miles yeah what it is and you gotta think during those hikes, it's not walking. So you got these packs. Uh, I don't know. I don't even think our pack. Our packs at Infantry Training School were, or ITB were heavier than the ones at Paris Island. Um, but there's something called the slinky effect. So you know how a slinky goes; it'll it'll expand and then contract and all that. Right. Yeah. Um, people start to fall out. You know, you get a break every three miles. I would say at the end of the second mile the end of the second three miles towards the third one people start 
people start slinking. You know, you got the shorter dudes in the middle, and that's terrible. Right. Um, they're backing up, and then the drill starts yelling at you, catch up, catch up. So you start running like the last three miles with a pack on your back, and it's just it's just awful. But um, I'm sure there was some people in there that was just loving it. Oh, yeah, some people – some people loved it. Uh, if you're in the front and you can keep up, it's an easy, easy hike. That's uh, that's one thing I learned that I carried with me through ITB. Um, during every three breaks, I was moving back to the front. Right, right. Because uh, I'm short. I'm only like five seven, five eight. But when it comes to that stuff, I mean, I can walk. You know. Yeah. Well, what what about on the shooting? What about when y'all went to the range? So shooting, um, they teach you a different way. They teach you fundamentals of like marksmanship shooting. Like if you're gonna go compete in like a march in a marksmanship competition uh they teach you that stuff and the perfect score on a marine corps range is uh on a qualifying range is a 350 um so i would definitely say i was familiar with the weapons uh i haven't shot anything like that gun before right and um throughout the hunting and stuff i would definitely say uh, i don't even know how many weapons i've shot in the marine corps i lost count right uh, right same, same round, just different variations. Um, I'll definitely say I'm way com- more comfortable with, with shooting firearms now, you know? Right, oh, yeah. They teach you the safety things. Like, obviously, uh, growing up with y'all, um, we, you always harped on safety and stuff. So, I felt like that was a big thing that stuck with me through Paris Island. And also, I know some recruits that would just sling their rifles over their shoulder. Even though they're not loaded, you never know, you know? Right. Um, so, I had, we had that that going for us um our safety was pretty good but i would definitely say now i'm more i'm way more comfortable with shooting like any kind of firearm you know when you're growing up, even like g you're kind of like scared to shoot the like at washington county right 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 you know but now you're just like man rack one in there and shoot it you know that's right that's right there's a child like when buck was saying him and griffith uh I was like, dang, I have not got to the point now where if there wasn't a thing locked in there, I'd just stood up, racked it back, start shooting, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm with you. Well, I'm glad some things correlated over for you and uh, maybe helped you out a little bit. So you so you rock on through, through the boot camp, you, you get comfortable, and then uh, the final task is the crucible, right? Oh, yeah, the crucible. Tell, uh, tell the people a little bit about the crucible for, the, for those who don't know. Uh, I want to rewind for a second, go back to, to Rage Week. You was talking about um, missing family and stuff. Yeah. So around Range Week, you know, you've set in with your buddies, you know. Um, if we're all getting, if we're all going to get punished by a drum shot, if we're all going to get punished, you know. It's not just one person. So you build a bond. And I know one thing that, that helped me was we had a, a evening prayer, you know, and we had a prayer group that we would do. And I think that amazed our drum shot sort of. Really? And, how, uh, how, how many of y'all was involved in that? I was well. The regular platoons, what I heard before COVID, were like ninety, ninety-five recruits. Um, but my platoon, um, we had about we started about fifty-two. Right. Uh, we had some drops come in. Some people quit. We we start. We ended about I think it was forty-nine. Uh, I would say about thirty-five, forty of those Marines. We had a we would gather around the symbol on the on the floor. Right. On the deck, as they call it, and we would just say a prayer at night. Oh, that's awesome, uh, man! Our drill instructors were kind of amazed. You could see their look on their face because we would like we would thank the Lord for our drill instructors, and they would just look up at us like these kids are crazy, you know. But right, right. Um, you get a range week, and then you start to realize, wow, I got two, three weeks here, and it's done. Like this is all I've known for the past like month. It feels like a lifetime. 
So that's when you start to miss your family because they tell you you're not going home. Uh, and you're like, wow, really? Like, why am I even here? They're not letting me go home or anything like that. So that kind of sucks. But right. I would say definitely definitely after Range Week and BWT. Okay. BWT. Yeah, definitely after that, you know, you're starting to set in. And BWT, to me, to me BWT was harder than the Crucible. Well, what is BWT? So BWT is basic warrior training. It's uh, You learn how to do your land nav with a map, a compass. Right. Uh, you get a map and a compass. I'm pretty sure now you gave me, if you gave me a map of where I was at and I had a compass and a protractor, I could find, I could find my way out. Right. You know, but right. um, BWT is just warrior training. Like it's in the name. Like everybody wants to, I don't know if you've ever seen the thing. Everybody wants to be like warriors until it's time to do warrior stuff. <laughs> right, right. That's, that, that's the thing. Everybody <laughs> so basically you're just low crawling through sand pits, getting yelled at by drill instructors, sand fleas around you. It's day and night too. You know, you got two day events and one night event. It's just right. And I was in the death squad. I was a horrible recruit at that point because when I started getting homesick, I was like, "No, nah, like I'm about tired of this." You know, right? Turn around and bite me. But uh, I would say, I would say the crucible, the crucible was not easy by any means. Um, you know, you got some heights. People scared of heights. Uh, all that kind of stuff. But you also know. I got two days until I'm a Marine, you know, these 13 weeks. Right. There ain't nothing they can do to me in these next two days to make me quit, you know. Right, right. But the hardest part for me was this time. This is probably the first hike I struggled in, the Crucible. Uh, you know, you got all these obstacles. We got the night the night uh, hike with ammo cans. Right. You, know, you got all that stuff. Right. Uh, well, look, uh, go back uh, to that prayer a little bit, you know, to – Tell us how much that prayer helped y'all's whole everybody that was involved that that portion of your platoon. I mean, that was over half the platoon. Now, I would say it helped a lot. You know, um, before I left, I was I used to, I'd go to church and stuff. You know, but right. I would say definitely, definitely when I left for the Marine Corps was when my faith got stronger. I would definitely say because I didn't have my family. You know, I didn't have any of you guys there. Right. And I knew I knew it was going to be Christmas. Like I'm in June, you know, and I'm thinking like, wow, I'm not going to go home till Christmas time. If I even get to go home. Right. So I'm like, wow, you know, um, I got to do something, especially when you start to get down in boot camp because everyone, it's, it hits everybody at some point. I don't care who you are. If somebody says, oh, boot camp was easy, they're lying to you. At some point, it got to them. Right. At some point, they were in their feelings, sitting against the wall during senior drill instructor time. At some point, it, it hits you. And right. uh, you got church services, so you go to that, and then it just hits you, you know? Right, right. Hmm. So and sometimes you, when you're when you're getting like in the middle of the course, I would catch myself with my my rack mate uh, Sanchez. Right. We'd uh, push each other, and then we'd say a prayer slack in the middle of the course while we're getting yelled at. You know, we got to keep going. Oh, really? Uh, I would say I would say your faith and the buddies around you really what are really what gets you really what keep you going. There's not anybody that could go through boot camp by yourself. Right. Um, and you know when I left Paris Island, I was like, oh, before I left Paris Island, I was like, oh, I could do this. I ain't nothing I can't do. Right. And I got there. Our drill starters were like, yeah, nobody's ever completed boot camp by themselves. I was like, well, I'm about to. <laughs> right. Like, I'm about to complete it by myself. And yeah, then, I, was, I was definitely wrong. Well, then then y'all wrap up the Crucible. and uh, But y'all didn't get to have any family come because of the COVID, did you? No, we didn't have any of that. So when when y'all got wrapped up and uh, you're you're done with the crucible, 
what was that feeling come over you when uh when they said all right now you're marine so there's a whole ceremony uh, um an eagle glove and ankle ceremony um the hike back is a 15k again or i think it might be a 20k i could be wrong i think it's like 12 miles back uh so you walk like the whole Paris Island on the way back the sun's coming up over the river and then you go back, and there's everybody there, like everybody on the island just cheering for you. you got other drill instructors. You're walking through. They're cheering for you. And you just see the prey deck, the big Iwo Jima, big old um, Iwo Jima, Iwo Jima moment, monument. Um, right, right. I can't spit it out. But uh, And your first sergeant sitting there, and they give you your eagle of an anchor. They play like this music, you know, like the some like ceremonial music. Right. And uh, your drill instructors, the people that, that tell you, like, oh, I don't want to talk to you, you know, uh, your recruit, they walk up to you and they shake your – I remember to this day, uh, Stassart Caro, he was an infantry Marine. He gave me my Eagle Glove and Anchor, and uh, he shook my hand, and I was like, thank you, sir. And he was like, I'm not an officer. Call me Stassart Marine. And then he hit my shoulder, and then he came back and looked at me in the face. was like, it's all right to cry. And then I just busted out in tears, you know, because you – you worked for like four or five years for it, and it just hits you. Right. And then you get to go back, and then there's something after the EGA ceremony. Uh, your first sergeant gives you a speech about the, the Marines on the Iwo Jima, Iwo Jima monument. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, like a motivational speech. Awesome. Right. You can look it up on YouTube and find it. But uh, then after that, you go back. You get in your woodlands. You change out your deserts. Uh, you take a shower. Um, you're limping. You know. You just. You're like man. This hike just kicked my butt. You wore out, ain't you? Are you just you're destroyed? You go eat a warrior's breakfast. They got steak, waffles. You get to talk to your drone shutters like humans, <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> and you're you're mixing up talking because like at that point they teach they taught you how to talk. So you're like this recruit, this recruit, you know? Right. Right. So you'll walk up, you'll hit the hatch, you'll be like, "Sir, this recruit." I mean, uh, me. Uh, you're like, and he's like, "Shut up, just say it." And we're like, sir, I, you're like, sir, this recruit doesn't know how to talk. He's like, oh, so you're a recruit now. I'm like, no, sir. He's like, stop calling me sir. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> like, it's uh, it's definitely, it's definitely worth it. Um, I would say the best, the most, the best I ever felt was, you know, I was obviously lighter. I lost weight. Um, we were washing our gear. I remember uh, Charlie Company was just picking up next to us. And our drill instructors were yelling at them. They weren't yelling at us. And they were having to run by us and call us sir and stuff like that and uh the sun's coming up the wind's blowing it's like a and for some reason on this day it's like 70 degrees on paris island not humid at all really you're just looking over the river yeah and they put us to sleep early the next day and then you're just getting ready to check out and it's it's pretty sweet so so that feeling is indescribable i I couldn't Um, i couldn't imagine i really couldn't to see something you worked for just come true like wow i did this there's at that point there's nothing like Somebody tells you you can't do it. You're like, I can do it. You know. Right. Well, uh, yeah. Like I said, I couldn't imagine. So y'all didn't. Ha- y'all went right to work when you got done with boot camp. I mean, y'all didn't. Uh, y'all went. Y'all all went to uh, wherever y'all was going. Separated and went right to work. Y'all didn't get to have the. How, how long do families usually get to come? Is it a day or two, or or what is it? Do you know? So there's a family there's a family day. It's usually on a Thursday, I think. Um, could be wrong. I think it just I just think it different differentiates. But uh, right. normally they'll come up there like the week before they can tour the they can tour the island uh, without you. 
Right. Um, but then they can come visit you on family day and all that stuff. Right. And, uh, once they visit you on family day, they actually get to stay on the on Paris Island at a hotel called the Oscar Inn. Right. Pretty sure it's called. And then right. after that, you get family day. And then after graduation, you usually get 10 days of boot leave, which I didn't get mine. Right. And then you go home for 10 days, and then you report to the School of Infantry, which is at Camp Geiger. Camp right. June. Everybody right. goes there. Right. Uh, but they separate it. If you're, if you're an infantry MOS, you'll go to ITB. If you're a just a, a different MOS, you'll go to MCT. Right. Interesting. Well, uh, we're truly proud of you for doing that, buddy. And, uh, and uh you uh like I was talking about G earlier, not not having no faith in his hearing, you know, you know what I mean? It's uh with with you when you when you hit uh rolling out to go to the Marine Corps, that that was a sure enough wake up call that he, that he ain't a boy no more. That uh he's getting on out there and he's about to do, in my opinion, the most important job in the world. Uh, being in the U.S. military, and I'm proud of you for doing it, bud. Really am. Thank you. What uh? So you've been gone. You've missed deer season, dove season, small anything. Yeah, he small got deer guy. hunting when he come back. For oh Christmas, yeah, we went deer hunting a couple of days. That's right. You, yeah, yeah we me did. and both saw that deer. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Y'all went deer hunting for a couple of days. So you got deer hunt just a couple of days, and then you've missed turkey season. Which which one of them? Which one of them you like? Dang man, I wish I could do deer hunt or turkey hunt or dove hunt. Which which one you miss the most? Um, I definitely miss turkey season more. Uh, I deer hunted, that's why I'm not too shabby on it. But we we deer hunt. Still there? Yeah, yeah, we here. Hello. Did we lose him? I think we might have lost him. Just if you hear, can you hear me? yeah, we can hear you. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll definitely say turkey season. You know, me and Buck deer hunted. Um, for a second, there, I got excited. I saw that deer jump up, and I don't know what it was. I guess it was just the training from the boot camp. When you see something out there, you know, I knew what it was. I just you could ask Buck. I threw the gun up, and I was like, I'm about to smoke this jump. <laughs> He's like, where is it? He's like, where is it? I'm like, find that joker ran off. Right, right. <laughs> it wasn't even a reaction. My Buck was just sitting there, and I was like. And he was like, whoa. I was like, I'm about to smoke this joker. I see it. Right. <laughs> and right. he ran off. Right. But uh, so, I would say turkey season, you know. Right. Uh, just because the, it's, to me, it's it's more, it's funner than, than deer season. Right. Um, with us, deer season, we don't really sit up. We just, we walk around till we, till we rouse something up. But for turkey season, you know, you get out there, you're like, especially if you hear a whippoorwill, because I know you told us when we were younger, if you hear a whippoorwill, you're going to hear at least one dog. Oh, I I've never been in the woods and heard a whippoorwill and didn't hear one gobble. Yeah, never. Now some somebody might believe that, somebody might might not. But I'm telling you, every time I've been in the woods and heard a whippoorwill, I have heard a turkey gobble. I remember the first time you ever told me that we were standing there and, and you go, "There's a whippoorwill." You know what they say? You hear a whippoorwill, you hear a gobble, and no sooner than you stop talking. Oh yeah, they. Every time I've heard one, have you ever seen a whippoorwill? A whippoorwill is the ugliest bird in the world. Oh yeah. Have you ever seen one, Cooney? What about I that time when we went so. turkey hunting and we don't walk? We was behind the church, and uh, we don't walk like 
a mile or two in there, and then the turkey gobbles you like, oh no, we got to go back. He ain't on this road. Uh, Me and Buck are looking at you like, are you serious? <laughs> we just walked like two miles. In here. <laughs> That's it's right. Five o'clock in the morning, man. That's right. That uh, I think the last show enough walk we did though was um. Uh, me, you, and G, when we was, we went pig hunting, and then pigs walked up on us. And we had our heads up, up our butt, and they just walked right up on us. We was actually pig hunting. And we was trying to check the property line on the phone. Wasn't that the last time we had a, a show enough hike? I can't remember. I don't know. What I can't. I think we got. Yeah. We're here. Okay. Did you, did you hear what I said about when me and you and G went pig hunting and those pigs walked up on us? Yeah. I think when I just I think that was our last show enough real real hike before you went into the Marine Corps, wasn't it? Yeah, that was that was a show enough one right there. Yeah. You told G to uh stop crying at the Sheffield reservation. Yeah, <laughs> little G little G got back in there and we'd we pushed him a little too hard and uh we got about 500 yards from the truck and he just broke down he, he did <laughs> he started crying his his little legs ain't as long as ours and instead of saying hey i need to take a break he was uh he was trying to hang in there with us and then he just broke down on us yeah started <laughs> but he made it out we didn't have to told him he did good mm-hmm. that uh well austin i'm gonna tell you like i said i'm I'm proud of you for for doing what you're doing. Uh, we can't wait for you to get back home. You know we miss you. And we know you miss us. Um, what makes me proud is is you talking about you you going to the Lord and everybody around you when y'all was going through boot camp, going to the Lord. That uh that swells my heart up more than you can imagine. If uh anybody else is in high school or somebody that's thinking about going in the Marines, you got any words of advice for them? Um, I would definitely say, make, don't forget who you are. Um, don't forget where you come from. I would say that's a big thing that, that hits people. Uh, they get so moto, they're so Marine Corps, they forget where they come from. And, you know, in a place like I am, you know, you think like how much worse could the world be? back home you're like i'm in america the greatest country in the world you don't you don't really know how lucky you have it until you see uh places outside the country you know right right you got kids walking down the road with buckets uh no bigger than griffith right and you're like wow and then you got and then you think like these people back home have the audacity to step on the flag and stuff like your patriotism come in you're like how dare you you know right right well that uh like i said man you got people from all over the world like even when I was in boot camp, they came from Africa and all that stuff. Right. To be Marines. To be Marines. Oh, yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah, I hadn't, I, I hadn't really thought about that. How, how many folks like that y'all have in there? And boot camp, uh, I remember my senior drill instructor told me a story. Uh, he had a child soldier from the the, the the Democratic Republic of Congo. Really? Come through there. Uh, and he used to not sleep. Like, he wouldn't, like they had to make him go to sleep. Like a drill sergeant would have to stand by his bed and all that. Really? And uh, there wasn't nothing they could do to these kids to break them, you know? Right. They, they but when just, you've been through that, you're not getting broke. <laughs> yeah, they was just coming from way different circumstances, wasn't they? Had a T-total oh, yeah. t- different mindset. 
What they I do. hate to say it, but seeing what I like, I, I ain't been in the Marine Corps very long time, but I've seen some like different states, and then obviously where I'm at now, you know, Amer- kid, my generation of kids, we're, we're soft, you know. <laughs> right. We don't, we don't know. They don't. They're too worried about their lives. They're not worried about helping each other out. So. Right. Well, like I said, y'all going to the Lord. Uh, that's a, that's a game changer there. I mean, just, oh yeah, it definitely is. Just straight up, period. That's that's a teetotal game changer. That uh, like I said, buddy, we're proud of you. We uh, we know you're busy. You got stuff to do. We appreciate you calling in. We'll try to line it up again in the near future. We uh, we can't wait for you to get home and uh, see what you look like. See what you got to say probably wrestle you down on the ground like I used to do when, <laughs> when you were little. Tenant side. Feed you some of these elbows, you know what I mean? You're looking, you're looking a little skinny. It looks like you're hungry for some elbows. <laughs> Cooney, you got anything you need to add, boy? No, I don't reckon. Cooney, hunt, t- Cooney turkey hunted one day this weekend first day in three weeks went to wake that joker up this morning at five o'clock i said coney you going (laughs) what the thing about it is i done woke him up twice yeah i know i done woke him up twice he missed out on it he missed out on a qt donut this morning i know what i don't think he didn't eat something while we wasn't here I know. Yeah. Told you I <laughs> ate that na- that nasty honey bunches of oats you bought. That 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 stuff is so nasty. That, you know that Joker had a tub of cereal. That that pecan and maple honey bunches of oats is the best cereal whatever yeah, lived. I like it. No, definitely not. That's the best cereal whatever lived. It's like like if Clorox made a cereal. That's exactly what it tasted like. <laughs> that was the milk. The milk. At the expiration date on the milk was April the 17th. That's just a suggestion, though. <laughs> the milk ain't bad till it's chunky. I, I, remember one time, I remember one time I was at your house. Uh, I made a bowl of cereal, but I grabbed the buttermilk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's rough Ooh. right there. That was rough. I looked at Cooney, I about spit that stuff he, out of the floor. He had that cereal in his mouth. He had his mouth. He go, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> So you didn't finish it? No, I didn't finish it. <laughs> here's Aunt Belle. Here comes Aunt Belle out the room. You don't waste a whole bowl of cereal. Yeah. Got in the <laughs> Coney, you ain't got nothing. No, I don't reckon. But do you got anything? No, I ain't got nothing. I ain't got nothing. Mm-mm. Buck's ready to go to bed, y'all. He's, he's <laughs> got to get up and go to work in the morning, just like oh, the rest of them. Yeah, he's got to get up and go to work. Austin, do you have anything, bud? Uh, no, off the top of my head, I don't. Well, TNFO, we're going to hold these turkeys down for you uh, while you're gone. I'm I'm sure the way we've been doing, there's going to be plenty of them still yeah. here when, when, <laughs> when, when you get back home. But uh, it ain't from the lack of trying, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I know how y'all get after it. All right, buddy, well, we sure do love you, and uh, we can't wait to talk to you. All right, man? Mm-hmm. All right, love you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yep. man. All right, y'all. We'll holler at y'all. Deuces. 